Welcome everyone, this is Cinemarit Pill. I'm Timothy and I'm here with Joel. Sharon. Yeah, and today we'll be discussing uh, a Ugandan film. I'm very I feel honored by yeah, the way. Yeah, like we don't we don't do this often. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do it often, but when you do you try to like reserve it for something we feel we'll have a good discussion with. So this week we'll be discussing Bad Black, which is a film from Wakaliwood in Wakaliga, Uganda. Of course, the director is Nawana Isaac, although he goes by Nawana IGG in his films. Yeah. yeah, so of course we know about Wakaliwood, we've seen the memes, we've seen the videos, we've probably watched the films, but then of course, you know, they have pretty much divided, there's a divided co- uh, opinion on these films in Uganda, so we're going mm-hmm. to go a bit into that later on. Mm-hmm. So uh, this film, Bad Black, that we're going to discuss, uh, came out in 2016. Yes, and really? yes, wow. yes, and there have been a few. There have been a lot of clips yeah. like floating around on the yeah. internet. Like I've seen, I've seen a, a few of a few bits of the film mm-hmm. like floating like for the past three or four years. Yeah, I've it seen them. Yes, twenty twenty sixteen. So it came out uh, uh, in twenty sixteen at the Fantastic Fest, mm-hmm. which is like a big festival in Texas, mm-hmm. Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. and that festival basically deals with like science fiction, adventure films, basically yes. cult films. It's really not yeah. like say cans or it's mainly for cult films and movies of a particular genre. Mm-hmm. So the film premiered there and the film won, uh, best audience, won the audience yeah, award, yeah, nice. which is basically voted by the audience, yeah. like the film they enjoyed the most at the festival. So and also <laughs> Nawana Isaac also won Best Director for Action Features at that festival. Uh-huh. I'm sure if you go and check through the pool of films, you'd see that there are a few probably... N- Films you might know, you've probably seen them, but this guy beat them. Yeah. Yes, and uh, yeah. this film also went on to show another main, I think, was the Seattle International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. I don't follow it that much, but it showed that apparently it needed it. They, they had like four encore uh, screenings, people, people loved it that much. And then most recently, I saw it show like at the, the museum for the moving image. It screened there, and that's even nothing because you know that museum is in like in a it's called the Astoria Studio, uh, and it's like a legendary Hollywood studio where, yeah. like, some of the Max film, Max Brothers films were made. Oh, but now it has yeah. been made into like this museum for cinema, and this film got show there. So just the fact that it's being let in by like Paul, kind of like this cinema sanctuary exactly, should say something about this film. What? Yes, and I saw that whole thing of the Shouldn't moving image. Shouldn't it be like thing. shaking the prison? Yes, that it should be. It yeah, should be. And we'll go into that later. We'll go into that <laughs> a bit later. Yeah. So uh, before I get like, into the specifics of the film, I just want to go like uh, I think the thing which sets this film apart, like uh, it's not like just a Ugandan film, but many audiences seen as an exploitation film, yeah, which yeah. pretty much sets it apart from other Ugandan films. And their exploitation films usually use uh, trends of the time or genres mm. to create something that might be commercially viable or entertaining. Mm. They will just get vampires and werewolves and make something <laughs> out of it because yeah. they know people come and watch that. Yeah. Yes, uh, so that's a big aspect of it and probably why people see it mentioned a lot because it's seen in a particular category of film. It's not yeah. just a Ugandan film that maybe got a lucky break. It's, mm. it's, really, it's seen as a director in a particular lane. Because you use different genres, you use martial arts, mm. 
you use uh, 80s action cinema from America, you know, the movies like Rambo, the Schwarzenegger films. Yeah, and he'll kind of meld that together to create something that is his own, probably specific to Uganda, but he has pulled on all these different influences. Yeah, and also, besides that, it's also called a gonzo film, which is another thing that's uh-huh. important. Mm-hmm. Because the gonzo aspect is like second old term, which yeah. really came from like, I would say, counterculture era America, mm-hmm. the 60s, mm-hmm. where it was like a kind of journalism where by you're kind of like, you write in the first person. Mm-hmm. You're not writing as a journalist, trying to be objective, you're trying to write in the first person. Mm-hmm. And I think the use of like a narrator in this film mm-hmm. is something that set people who are who see things a bit more critically that side is kind of seen in that light. Yeah, it's yeah, a film they call it because even they also call it a gonzo film. It's mm-hmm. gonzo and exploitation. Mm-hmm. So there's some of the like the stylistic things which really make it stand out there. It's not that just being pushed by or cause that of course it as like a sort of meme. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a meme yeah, of yeah. Uganda. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. there are a lot of like really people who actually watch this movie without even looking down on it and appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Yes, I don't go look down on it, and yeah. I said we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. more thing, though. Yeah. Um, many people do do films like this, so it kind of is a big break for him because he's not mm. the first to make this kind of inspired film, mm. inspired by Komando. In Uganda, or in Uganda, is he the first? Yes, I believe he is. You believe he is? Uh, of course, so I haven't. Downtown in Bibanda, what were they showing all along? No, no, they show in Bibanda. They show because the films I've seen, even downtown, just like mm. in this bootleg libraries. They show films which are very realistic. Made it would, yeah, made, no, made by Ugandans. Okay, say downtown, there will be a lot yes. of... There will be Wakaliwood. Wakaliwood is almost its own thing because it's yes. almost exclusively action. Yes. But then there will be the other films which you would compare to it. I mean, the films about everyday life. It would be about domestic yeah. stuff. You bad marriages. So he, so he what he does, he does the action and yeah. he solely goes in on the action. That's like his niche, the green screen, the CGI. That's kind of like his thing. So so it kind of sets him apart from all the downtown Tim, filmmakers. I can't believe you've not written about... Bad Black? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of no, I, I'm, I'm actually thinking of writing about Bad <laughs> yeah, Black. For like after Cairo Station, yeah, but like, Cairo Station. <laughs> I've already deep into Cairo Station. Okay. Right? <laughs> okay. Too deep, it's swallowing me. Okay. So anyway, uh, we'll start with the plot for this film. Yeah, so it's really hard to like pull a Wakaliwood film like into one log line because a lot <laughs> goes on. It's hard to put into a log line. You have yeah, to yeah. you have to kind of expand because there's a lot of influences. But I would say the opening sequence of the film mm-hmm. we introduced to this character called Swaz, which as Ugandans know is like a reference to Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we call him in Uganda. So the character is with a kid in downtown Kampala, he enters a bureau and he robs the place. And then what ensues you see him being chased by police and he disappears into the slums of Uganda, there's a shootout and everything you expect from an Awana film. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of this whole sequence he blows himself up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he shoots the car, he shoots the car, he's shooting on top of and blows up. Yes. Yeah, he blows himself up and we are kind of left in the dark about Swaz and what he was doing. Yeah. Then later on, after that, we are introduced to a girl called Nachito. That's that's the name in the film, Nachito. And we are kind of introduced to her as sort of like this kid who lives with her grandma. As is weird in the case in Uganda, you know, there's yeah. kind of broken families or parents walking in different places. Out of kids grow up with their grandparents. So yeah. there's this kid growing up with her grandparent and one of the relatives comes and like basically says we don't need this case, she's stressing us, she has to go. 
So this girl on hearing that, as much as it might seem weird for a motivation to just go onto the street, that's her motivation. She goes onto the streets because she's not wanted at home. Yeah, and yeah, basically yeah. is drawn into this crime syndicate where she has to do this work where she begs for money on the street. Mm-hmm. Which again is also pretty common in Uganda. Very, yeah. yeah, it's because people even don't give those kids money because they're like, we know you're working for someone, we'll yeah. give you the money, you go give it to someone else. And that's like a hassle yeah. for some people. So we kind of see her life on the street. And after a while, we kind of see her rise. By the time she's 18 in this film, <laughs> by the time she's 18, she has risen to be uh, the boss of her own crime syndicate with her fellow street, made up of many her fellow street children. Then in the other story, that's the that's story for Nachito, also known as Bad Black. That's the titular character. But there's another, it's, I, I wouldn't say they're they are mutual exclusive, but they're related plot lines. A doctor, an American doctor, called uh, Dr. Sari, and he's working a small medical service in the slums of Kampala. He gives a little bit of health care there, and, but the interesting thing about him is that he's the children of commandos. <laughs> and it's used as such a big thing in this film, yes, which again, blood. yes, it's in his blood, because both his parents were commandos. Commandos. Yes, they really put them like these mythical figures or something. The like commando is something really great. And uh, this guy is working in a slum, and he loses his dog tags, which he got from his parents. And that is yes, who are, who are commandos, and that's like the driving force for his. Yeah, he's a white guy. He's yeah. an American doctor mm-hmm. working. Yeah, he's called uh, in the film. He's called Doctor Sally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, though in real life he's played by Alan Hoffman. Yes, who is a very big part of the Wakaliwood movement. Yes. Yeah, he's done a lot pushing them, and we'll probably also get into him a bit more. Yep. So we kind of have these two narratives of bad black, mm-hmm. her life on the street, and her using her resources as a crime boss to kind of get revenge on Hirigi. Mm. who is like a local big show to treat her badly when she was a kid. Yeah. And so we have these two stories clash whereby uh, Dr. Sally, the American doctor, wants his doctor back from bad black. And that kind of interferes with her plans to rob everything she can from Hirigi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would say that's I would say that's the plot of the film. <laughs> in not job, in man. not so few words. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. have <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so uh, I want us to now maybe go into what you guys, because I would think we condense plot and characters into one thing. Yeah. What you kind of thought about the plot of the film and the characters you saw in the film. When Tim is describing the film, like, in the beginning, the man shoots himself and then move on to other things. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> they really moved on to other things. And it's just an hour and nine minutes. Yeah. Maybe Joel. Joel, 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 Joel. Yeah, so it's a bit so fresh. Oh no, it's the best movie of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't say anything talking it, but, um, but, but yeah, big, big fan of uh, Nabwana as, as a human being as well. Just his work ethic yeah. and dedication to just putting stuff out, which is. That's like the dream of like every artist, the dream mentality of every artist. Um, but yeah, I could 
first of all yeah he i noticed he made some big leaps actually cinematography mm-hmm. yeah. the technology yeah. lot of the shots were way better even the green screen wasn't as yeah. bad like i saw the car chase in ways like the steel car mm. like it is climbing out yeah that would have been way worse like back then um but yeah it's a, it's a fucking nobona film it's it's beautiful this car is a kung fu branch of the police force <laughs> you eat chikomando when you train to be a commando <laughs> just all the characters are hilarious and the plot you you broke it down so well because the whole t- that's what i appreciated i think the most about the film was the way the plot is just arranged it's yeah. we had anthology of things of things and like in a normal movie this would piss you off but like it's just so yeah. charming and like yeah, yeah, yeah. like niche and just the way they like run through all these like emotional beats and stuff mm. it's i mean it's basically like a michael bay movie but <laughs> This is way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like a smaller, yeah, yeah, like a smaller budget. Yeah. Um I really liked the way the story flowed and mm. it's confusing as these films are at first. Yeah. Until you piece together all the different because at first you're like where am I watching this, this information? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he somehow ties it yes, all. He does. Does. He actually does. That's yeah. actually masterful. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Um and yeah, I'm there's no one at least who's doing it as well as he's doing it in Uganda. That's how that's how phrase it. Because yeah. he does have a certain style and personality. It's a flair. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's flair. A flair. Yeah, it's like yeah. and those and those guys actually do genuinely know their shit. I randomly saw a Hollywood when I was watching a Red Letter Media video. Whoa. And I'd watched one of those guys' shitty movies called like Space Scope. And these guys, the Hollywood guys, made a video like raving about the movie. It's the best movie they've ever seen of the year, any fucking decade. So while these guys were like shitting on another movie, then like some other dude was like, "But you made a shitty movie called Space Cop." This dude oh. was like, "Oh, but my movie is the biggest in like uh, Uganda." <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then also Hollywood guys were there like rip like. They actually genuinely know that B movie shit. Like they, they do. They know what they love and they mm. know and how they to do it. execute yes. it. The first time I saw Bad Black when it was hitting out there yeah. in the festivals, because most of the critics we know really be yeah. raving about it, and yeah. then you're like, "Hey, this movie yeah. is fine." <laughs> you don't even know when it will come yeah. across you. But I've heard they do some screenings in Uganda. Yeah. That's what they yes, do. yes, they do in that they area. Do they do. They even so. You actually have to go to the Uganda. They're not going to yeah. make it yes. accessible to. Yes. Yeah. Yes, cinema exactly. people are like. Yes. Go to the Uganda. <laughs> so, and when I saw it, I was actually quite nervous about it because I thought it was going to be a complete parody of yes. Bad Black herself. Bad Black, yeah. Because Bad Black is a socialite in yes. Uganda. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. Pretty much have yeah. seen on social media. She's known to be mm. someone who. Um, gets money from guys, and she's very open about it yes, that yeah. she's doing sex yes, work. Yes, mm. so looking at the film, it kinda is, but it is sensitively. Mm, yeah. That's what it is. It is. It, it is looking at a person like Bud Black. Yes, sensitively, sensitive, right? exactly. which was very impressive. Which were well, same way I processed my thoughts is mm. I remember the thing that I found fascinating about this film is how much it is very conscious and actually. A proper depiction of the social struggles in Uganda, yes. like no it joke, is more, no yes. joke. He's certainly aware of all yes. that those dynamics, yeah. and he puts it out so well. Mm. Yeah. So yes, okay. I want to talk about like bad black again because mm-hmm. this film really is about, in a way, about bad black. Mm. Now as you say, she's a socialite. Mm. 
she's known she she was a social okay she began as a sex worker in Uganda yes. so she's a sex worker and then she hooks up with this white dude who comes to Uganda I think he's an investor of some sort mm-hmm. and she embezzles money from him and on stealing this money she kind of she goes on this spree where she paints Kampala red basically and for full year she's all talk about in newspapers she's driving all the fancy cars yeah. and this woman who came from nothing literally and she's doing all that then after all, of course this gentleman comes back and Suza she serves a bit of time and now she's free and she has a very big social media following in Uganda mm-hmm. so like as you say that whole thing of the sensitivity mm-hmm. like i feel like probably because of the media we're exposed to <clears throat> we're exposed to a very elitist view of bad black yeah yeah, yeah where people actually look down on her in a way do they yes they do out of people do i think people just find humor in her no that's that's her more recent like version hey. of her where she's a social media person but the original bad the black original, who was okay. when she had just popped yeah. on the yeah. scene yeah. like when they would <laughs> talk about her like in the newspapers yeah, yeah. like there was there were all these negative connotations because she's really this woman who came from the street Mm. Again, as a sex worker, now she's here. She's enjoying this lavish lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. again, the way this people portray her in the film, they kind of flip that and they show it from their perspective. Mm. What a woman, like what it takes. Like, okay, they don't show it in full, but it will take a lot for it to come from where a bad black was to be where exactly. she is now. Yeah. And they kind of put that up there that although she's not doing the best stuff, like mm. she's it's crime and all that, mm. but she has her people at in at heart because yeah, 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 you never know yeah. who she came with. She has her family, her people she considers family who she brought along. So yeah. there's that very sensitive as Sharon has said, <coughs> portrayal of, of a character like bad black. Whereas yeah. in most media you'd see her as Mm. You know, a, a sex worker, embezzle. Yeah. But now here yeah, they're showing has a Robin Hood character movies. almost. A proper yes, character. a proper character. Yeah. She has her intentions, where she came from, and all that. So that's something actually found very interesting with the plot. Really yeah, because yeah. my thought was just as you said, a parody of Bad Black. But when I saw the yeah, was another the characters give some speech in the court in the end about like the poor don't choose to yes. be poor and mm. yeah. yeah so they, they really do frame the yes. circumstances they're showing that that commando that was running the racket there's so many commandos in this movie <laughs> the commando was running the racket yes, 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 like yes. black kill yeah. Yeah. and yeah. kind of created her so anyway yeah, uh, okay uh, that I think that, that's enough for plot right yeah 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 but there's Is many things yes of course so of course yeah yes. Uh-huh. Okay, I would say another interesting thing though would also be how kind of the way uh, now when I was telling the story of uh, Bad Black and there's, I don't know if I'll, it's a criticism mm. it's, yeah, but I would say the story of the mother because mm. Bad Black story is a big part of this mm. and I would feel yeah. if the background was kind of like even fleshed out a bit well because at the end is basically when we learn who the mother is and all that and for me, those were that was kind of the stuff. Like, the, of course, I know it's a lo-fi movie. It's not really about all the the finesse in telling the narrative. That's not what <laughs> makes this movie That's shine. What it's about yes, about, yeah. yeah. But I would have liked for that to be something that they address, like the timeline, because yeah. they show Bad Black's mother with a guy being chased by guys. Yes, and then later they show that she gave birth, you get. Yet yeah. She was already there at the time. Even a fight goes on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one thing, I think, narrative-wise, which bothered me. I was like, okay, there, it was... Yeah. It was not... They overstretched. Yeah, they overstretched. Like, of course, there were those holes, which even you could find the short footage later to cover the holes. Mm. I thought that was something, because I thought for Bad Black to be such an important character, yeah. and for you to not really put that much effort into, like, 
her backstory coming full circle that's a bit of a problem not even hating on any level of like I don't like this film it's just like it's something that could have been improved and would have made the film much stronger at the end yeah. I was going to talk about the narration as like it's on an issue which I actually had with the film mm. was because the original thing which made uh, but I mean uh, Wakali the films yeah. was that they were done in this very comical Luganda narration which mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, to yeah. us is actually probably very common but mm-hmm. to these guys who are abroad it's very funny to hear someone talking that in that pitch of voice over a movie yeah. so that's what kind of made it special and you know this narration thing it's not it's not unique to Uganda it has been no. done elsewhere yes. but then it's a big part of our it's, cinema it's the way it is popular. and it's something which made this film big but in this film you, the narration was done in English yeah. whereas it's usually done in Uganda and you can tell that it's done in English mainly cater to of course is the white audience which is the majority of this yes which receives it which is a good thing a lot yes 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 and there's nothing wrong with that yeah Yeah. but then there's the certain as the certain things maybe which get lost in translation i think which would probably sound better in uganda i don't know when they translate to english is a problem there might be that issue or maybe it's a problem of just pandering. I don't know. There's <laughs> yeah. that. It's, it's yeah. one of the two. I don't really accuse them of anything. It could be pandering. Mm-hmm. Whereby they write particular things, which of course will be comical. And they will make you giggle, but they might... Because I found some things a bit offensive. Give me an example. There's one scene where the doctor has trained and he goes his first time to ambush the, the bad blacks base. Mm-hmm. And after the fight ensuing, they, he gets his ass beat and then he's knocked into these trenches. Yeah, yes, yeah. and everyone, okay, to be honest, anyone who knows the trenches in Uganda, if you walk in such areas, they're dirty, they're filthy, fuck, you yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. But then for someone to be knocked there and then the narrator is going that, oh, he has fallen in poop. Oh, this, yeah, that, that's this Uganda. Poop oh, everywhere. Like, I know it might get a laugh out of people who are not Ugandan, but that to a Ugandan who no, doesn't even have any attachment to no, this film is something that they might find no, very just, you get no, it's a, very offensive no. very offensive and the number of times you yes. this is Uganda Uganda yes. it was always from a negative yes. side yes. of things yes. and the poo thing and yes. it really is yes. the yes. poo poo there's even another <laughs> scene the song in the song <laughs> There's another scene where like we, we introduced the doctor first and Wesley Snipes who yeah. is like his, his young Best assistant who actually trains him. We should watch it and you actually get his whole deal. Oh, yeah. But when he comes out, he's amazing. Best. He's amazing. He's yes. Yes. He's a great child actor. Yeah. But there's a scene where he comes out of like his small tent, which is like where he runs his thing, and then there's this guy sleeping. You get it. So the kid kicks the guy, and in the subtitles it says, "Dude, wake up and find a job," which is funny. <laughs> but then the narrator, in his own words, goes and says, "Oh, I thought he was dead." This is Uganda. <laughs> like guys just be dead right away. Like that's the thing I thought. Yeah, you were just going to You can't be sure if a guy is dead or alive. You can't. You know, third world problems, you never know. So, those were like kind of the things I did. Like, like, I really wish the narration was left in the Luganda the way it's supposed to be. And maybe if if there are going to be subtitles, that's okay, then with subtitles. But instead of changing the whole narration thing, which is a big part, and then you make it. Make it it stronger. That's what made Hooky look I mean, Alex strong, yes. 
is it's in Uganda narrated in Uganda there's just some subtitles <laughs> to help you who don't get it. Yes. Yeah, I could have I, I wish I kept it that way. Yeah, that's something I But really even beyond those very official <laughs> I know very There's so very many various. scenes where you're like you're really feeding off to what you know you had. Like there's Captain Alex shows up again. That's a big yeah, yeah, that's he's, he's back. They kind of explain who killed Captain Alex, Alex, which is Swaz. Swaz, Swaz, Swaz killed Bad Black's dad. But then he repeatedly keeps saying, "You watched who killed Captain Alex? Now with us again." Yes. Like it's it's very aware yes. of the success of who killed yes. Captain Alex, and then it's in reaction yes. to what happened yes. there, yeah. which would limit it in some ways, yeah. and. And again, would help Even, it in others. It would help it in others for sure. By the time it's been this yes. successful, mm. it's been nice. Mm. But then, what do you think of Alex himself, the Hoffman, is as a character in the film? No, because I, I think because he, what he said, because I read an interview where he said that him doing that film mm. or being like doing any clips with Hollywood is that he knew anything where they see a white person maybe getting his ass beat would like help themselves. So him is actually mm-hmm. putting himself there to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Of course I won't say he's a pro- I don't think he's a professional actor by any standard. But then him playing kind of like this Muzungu doctor. They yeah. made yes. him a doctor. <laughs> a doctor like, yes. that already is such a red No, but it was a really cool line later when he's fucking up everyone and they're so like thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, yes, the because you expect most him. people when you yeah. come to help NGOs yeah. and yeah. health yeah. and all that kind exactly. of thing. But there's that really cool line when he's messing up everyone and they're like, This doctor needs borders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you get it. So it was yeah, it was very I liked yeah. that. I liked yeah. that. So, yeah. I I, did, I think he was playing a caricature of a, a common person we see in Uganda, a common white person we see in Uganda. But I think in the end where it comes from is that he really believes, you can even tell he really believes in what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's giving a hundred percent the jokes, getting the slaps from Wesley Snipes. It's really, it's, yeah, it's, it it's quite it's endearing really actually. It's it really is. quite endearing. It him is. as a person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, true, true, yeah. true. Okay, yeah. what we'll talk about next, I'm going to dark. Yeah. So there's something, <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene that really, I was like, there's, there's a scene where when Nachito, Nachito, yeah. Nachito, is still young mm. and they've just up from her house then she goes on the street and there's still this indication of childhood. <laughs> yeah. That shit. Yeah. 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 That scene was really scary. That shit was scary. Yeah. That was worse yeah. than horror. That is yes. real That's real expression. Terrible. That was very even the way it was short. Terrible. Eh? And though it was even short. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing is that it was so genuine tone deaf <laughs> that it became hilarious. Because when I like really <laughs> Absorbed like the visual of this little girl, like he laughs and then he's running. I was like, What the fuck is happening? I wish I got to your toilet stage. I was still trapped in reality. I was still so trapped in reality. I'm like, Why would this girl make me feel this way? You know, it's just so bad. And then the thing with that to bring it back to something that was a thread. Thank you, guys. A point where you're really shocked that it, it's a continuous thread in the mm. film is she then get, joins the street kids mm, yeah. and they're all there in the yeah, place like meeting the boss. Then they sing this car song and it's yeah. you know, a uh, uh, song. They break out into a song, yeah. The family song. song. Yeah. 
What the family like, thing? This is hella yeah. lame. I, I, I was really thinking this is lame. Until it comes back and you're like, oh, that yes. wasn't lame. Yes, yes. Yeah. 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 So it was not at all. Yeah. That was a very different. That was the centerpiece of the movie. That was the theme. <laughs> <laughs> and you see there's a real difference between when they were singing mm, that yes. way and when they're older, you're like, this is so thought out. Yes. It's mm-hmm. like they're way ahead mm. of themselves. Like it's me judging them before I see yes. things. To think it's actually how, how do you guys feel about uh, Kenny's character? Like popped out yes. of nowhere that he has like this big scene at the end where he's. No, but the yeah, there's as well they showed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the house. No, and I think yeah, that's yeah. that's another thing I want to talk about. Maybe yeah. if we had like gone a bit into like the, the themes. Yeah, yeah. Because I'd seen like two things. As, yeah, as you've said, yeah. you said there's like the whole issue of like the children. Like I think child neglect and delinquency yes. is like a big thing in this mm. film because again you see from uh, the children just getting there because. Mm. They come from bad homes and yeah, all that, yeah, and then yeah. the lives they lead, they are really around all these adults who are not really like would not have their best interests at heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Then there's even issue of delinquency, where like they show how, and it's a very true thing because yeah. sometimes the only way these two worlds meet yeah. is with drugs, and that's it's a that's funny true. thing because yeah. the only time a person who is like said downtown or in the slums will actually meet a person is when they come to buy weed from them. Yeah. Yes. And then they kind of he tries to go into that because even yes, yes, mm. like that's the only time you really come into contact with them. Yeah. And you kind of fetishize like their lifestyle, like you guys are musicians, what you smoke weed. Yeah, them they admire yours. Yeah. And yeah, kind of yeah. you coming down, they're aspiring to come to where you are. And yeah, you ca- you oh, are right. aspiring to come down these days just to feel like maybe you're one of the people. Yeah. Something of the sort. And even I think, yes. uh, just. As I said, child neglect. Mm. Even him getting there is probably just the way his dad treats him. Yeah, because yeah, there's a scene yeah. earlier when he comes with a girl who he likes at home. <laughs> yeah? And the dad is like really dismissive. And he goes on this... Tra- and it was very interesting to me to hear. You've heard the phrase, the other side of the tracks. I come from the yeah, other side yeah, of the yeah, tracks. Yeah, the Whereas side. in Uganda, it's like you come from the other side of the channel. Or the <laughs> drain. Eh? Like how do you go across the drain and find babes those ends you get? <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool, and the dad was so pissed at him. Oh, so that right. kind of rejection of his own interest from the dad yeah. kind of drove him that side the Kenny to go and like hang with these guys who wanted, uh, who are basically just the people who are in the slum all their life, yeah. and him was a bit from privilege. So it kind of highlights that relationship of like that is interesting. We really don't like sometimes the classes don't meet until it's over something like drugs and mm. of which even that is even the best. Forum on which you should meet, you should be meeting on probably another. <laughs> That's yeah. really nice. I had not actually noticed. That. Yes. Yeah, because I feel class division and delinquency were really big. Like, so I would say that the, the themes in the film, yeah. to me, what I picked from him, yeah. is also a very big thing here. Yeah. Downtown gays, yes. come uptown, uptown gays, yes. yes. downtown. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of that. So I think okay. the divisions, and even that even fits into just like. Uh, the films of Wakaliwood themselves, yeah. like I would say, the reason why they haven't done so is probably because of like a class issue in Uganda. That's the reason I feel they haven't done so well because, mm. as you've said, in downtown, that's where they mainly are. Mm. They sell them in libraries, and even another thing I saw which was really cool was that this guy he doesn't pay the actors, but he gets them to like sell the DVDs. Mm-hmm. So a commission of the, what you sell is basically the money you make from the movie. People yeah, have so. really criticized him for that thing, yeah. you know, like for, for, for not paying actors. Like people really find that bad. 
No, because I think all the movies he has done up, up until this point, he hasn't yeah. had money apart from, of course, guys know he's crowdsourcing now and he made yes. some money, but that's for a different film. It's not oh, for Bad Black or anything okay. before it. So those ones, he was making them on, because even the budget for this film is like $65. That's the budget on Google, if you go on Google, it's $65, which is like 250k. Mm. So like, I think it's, it's, it's not, because I think the way Pacific film is like, it's very capitalistic, all the money comes from up and it has to be paid downwards from producers to actors to the crew. Whereas I think him, he takes more of like a socialist approach to his films. He Let's does. make the movie and sell it together. You get your share, I get my share. Yeah. Which I think works in his model in the, in the, in the, in the Islam. It's fair. Though I would want to see like what he's going to do with the crowdsourced funds. Because if he can make these movies on a low budget and he has so much Is money now... No, I think they finished that. I think they got Is the it? money. Uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to. There's, there are two oh. films. There's one about cannibals, which I am about. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I saw him advertising. Do you know I wrote that down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so. I, I don't think I will. <laughs> I also I don't think I will. Like, That's over pandering. Eat an alive or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys only eat an alive. I will do Captain World. I will not do that one. That's why that no. <laughs> because other thing one of the things I was thinking about during the film when things would happen and then I would be like is Wakali Wood is over the top. They're just over yes. the top in every Everything. normal yeah, thing. Yeah. They take it like a thousand yeah. notches up. Yeah. Yeah. So like the constant beating of people are like what? Oh yeah. <laughs> beat each other. Yeah. Then you realize they're just over the top. And that's the thing where I'm like, I'm not watching cannibalism. No, I think it's and yeah. Because they're going to go over the top and I'm not ready for that. Have you seen Attack on Nyege Nyege Island? What? They did a movie where they shot at Nyege Nyege. Uh, and they basically have this are well, they dressed in ape suits? What? Monkey suits and this guy. This. It's like a short. It's like a short they did around the time I think they did Bad Black. Mm. But it's kind of similar. Like I think there's a problem of they might be pandering more to like the Western audiences, and that might be a bit of a problem. I don't know for who. Maybe for them it works because they get all those benefits that come from that. That's, mm. that's yeah. That's I mean that's yes. the, that's the tricky. Area. That's the, that's the tricky gray area. Yeah, because there's that thin line between. Yes generally enjoying his movies and then fetishization yes, yeah. of like the African so it's yes, such yes. a thin line but like at least where I stand now given the circumstances I'm just really proud of yeah. him and like the stuff he's just putting yeah. out there and as long as, long as a filmmaker can collect an audience audience of any a, kind a genuine audience Ghana, yeah. it's it's great but like do you, do you know about the, the funds is crowdsourcing do you know whether he's just going to use that to make a exactly. bigger number of films exactly. or to invest in one film? Exactly. No, I don't know. That's I, suppose, I also want to see what he's going to do. Is he going yeah. to even invest back in his community mm. where his films are being made? Because you can't just keep the place like, yeah, this is our Hollywood. If you're making some money, maybe you're paying people a bit more, mm. maybe opening for guys. Like, I also want to see like the follow-up story because that's something we haven't really it, seen. It actually legit yeah. develop like a film studio. Yes, like a, few, like a, a film studio. Because he already yes. has it yes. basically. Yes. So he could actually improve on one. I've seen his equipment, it looks cool. Yeah. Like, and it's all like yeah. Yeah, DIY stuff. That yeah. <laughs> oh no, his, his props are yes. beast, man. They're beastly, oh, so yeah. Like chopper, like those life-size choppers, machine guns. Yeah. And that's another it's thing I noticed in this film. 
like they didn't go as hardy to the CGI as they did the last time. Yes, okay, of course there are the gunshots mm. where you need after effects. Yeah. But they didn't go like that time of course the helicopters live uh, flowering crested towers Yeah, Yes. yes. Whereas this, this time I feel they were a bit more subtle there's that yeah. casting you talked about. Yeah, yeah. Which even you didn't even use green screen, they used like no. some sort of background projection. Yeah. The car was stationary but mm. the which is like really classic old cinema stuff Aww. guys to do, but that's what they use that. Yeah. There's, there's a way I feel like he kind of toned everything down and is in a lot more command of what he's doing. Yeah. Like the film isn't dragging him, he's actually controlling the Aww, film. That's yeah. yeah, because you feel like uh, the, uh, Captain Alex, mm. you feel he's like a slave to like the narrative, he just has it's, to keep building exactly. on it. Whereas this you feel is kind of like insular and he's trying to like create this very insular yeah, ones. his film language is yeah. actually getting yeah genuine the production value is much better also yeah because like the way just the way he shot that car chase scene I was actually genuinely impressed yeah. by certain shots yes. of these Dutch angles you see where they had like leading lines and sh- like stuff was planned and blocked and that's and great. I'm sure like more than 95% of this film is handheld like cinematography mm. yeah because yeah, if you even see like at the end the behind the scenes yeah. Some scenes they show him that his camera is just holding. He doesn't have time it for really is. putting a tripod. Let's make yeah. a setup. We need a, a dolly to make this really cool shot. He's like doing it with his hands. Yeah. And fit actually like translate that like that because film is something you can easily just with all these random shots. You kind of need to know like this is my master. Yeah. This is this. But for him to just do that kind of with his hands is impressive yeah. stuff he, he understands the craft yeah and i think he's just going to keep getting better for sure yeah he has done very many films and their their releases aren't like really regular because their films released earlier on there's a film he did called twitter i think i watched it like in film Twitter-y. school and it was like about a killer color bash mm. imagine <laughs> a killer color bash <laughs> color bash of bro that's like the whole concept and he has done about sasula Mm. Which is now yeah, a lost yeah, film. It's a lost film now. It was never released. No, he finished it, but I think he had like a copy that may have died on like his computer or oh, something. No. So it's official. Yeah, a lost was film. The biggest meme. Yes. So it's like a lost film now. Shit. So I think his problem is mainly like I think the timing of like he needs to get more regular releases and I don't know maybe because we're the only ones who know and they don't advertise as much in Uganda. Mm. But like it's hard to like really track his work. Like you hear of Captain Alex, then you hear of this one, but you can't start really follow him as a filmmaker, and mm. access is even very difficult unless you go to work at Because outside yeah. of that, you really won't see him. So, and also, I haven't yeah. met him yet, but I really I'm looking forward yeah, to it. She knows I has a super fan here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know, we know. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're saying so many things I had no clue about. Serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you're really like. It's a filmmaker like I respect. Well, it's one I respect, and I just like the way he's. He has this uh, this reckless abandon in making his movies. Because mm. I know, out of power, thing, you want to make the perfect project for this, for that. Yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. he has all these. Some don't get released on time, some come later, some on YouTube, but he's yeah, constantly he's making, so. I was looking at what I had written. First of all, I have Kiriji written like a million times. <laughs> I have not mentioned him ever since he came. Yes, back. and even I'd also written like the names. Oh of my the god! Actors. Do you know the thing I wanted to tell you about? Hmm. There's a point where they're mentioning actors in, in. Oh yeah. So we talked about off mic. Yeah. We had talked about how he keeps making American film references. Yeah. 
Oh, so many. So many. Mm-hmm. So as nigga Rambo. Is the point he says Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Like, yes, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I was like, what no, is no, 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 but no, but it was more comedic because he was saying like he was trying to say it like you know Schwarzenegger. Mary Stallone, like he's definitely the old man out. So it's some sort of like so comedy, and even he goes out even says Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell. Yeah, yes. Zoe I don't even know who Zoe Bell is, but I was like, yo, that's funny. What reference is this? That's the thing. But but that'd be so funny because even their lines of like my wife, I'm too old for I'm too old for this shit. Yes, out of references. Yeah, they just, they just packed in all the one-liners from like action films. It was beautiful. Yeah, but that's why I, I feel it was written. Because yeah. I, 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 I've listened to a few narrators of those Vijay Jingo. Okay, not all of them, but I've listened to a few. And I know like he doesn't. That's not, those aren't his sensibilities. You get hey. Like someone maybe wrote and pushed him in a particular direction that this would really work with the audience, this yeah. would work, and then you ah. should try and do this. Because it it's, like it's part it of the aesthetic. Yeah. I don't think he was on his own, Vijay Amy as a person just saying those things. Mm. So I think true. probably uh, Alan Hoffmanis was probably trying to push him in particular directions. Okay. However, it, it, it was... Did you notice this scene where one of the characters is like, I want 24 back on TV. This show. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. And another weird like, thing is how in, how in Awana's bio there's like Hawaii Five-O as his influences. Oh, really? <laughs> That's like his so influence. Cool. But Hawaii Five-O is Yes, yes. Like, I was like, <laughs> like it's shocking. You know, usually you see like it's this movie Terminator. What? No. It's Hawaii Five-O. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. But yeah, we've talked about Yeah, that. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that was our episode on Wakali Woods Bad Black. I'm Timothy. Joel. Yeah. Red pill. Yeah. Bye.